always want to be like, yes, me too, except the opposite, because it's fucking great not having kids. Sucks for you guys, shouldn't have had kids. Like, man, I can masturbate in the living room if I want to. It's easy. There's no one's going to walk in. Like, that's, that's just Thursday. <laughs> that's just Thursday. Is it Thursday? Oh, shit, I went a couple days early. Sorry. Uh, With the windows open, just making aggressive eye contact to anyone that walks by. Blinds, blinds open, standing Blinds up. all the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please don't do that as the intro. <laughs> I mean, Oscar. It has to be. For yeah. sake. episode of the Miles Offside podcast where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of chaos. Let the reign of chaos commence as we descend into darkness with the chaos of the Premier League. <laughs> You're right there, mate. Sorry. <clears throat> you okay? Sorry, I felt a bit funny. Frog in my throat or something. <clears throat> my name is Oscar Puente, also known as Flea from, <laughs> Flea yeah. from Afar. Uh... And with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Mr. 99.1% Chuck Bailey and super producer Ian Stimpson. Boys, it's a new dawn. It's a new day. It's a new life. And I'm feeling, <laughs> feeling good. good. What a weekend. How are you guys doing? Um, there's nothing like two of the most iconic teams of English football getting absolutely destroyed on a Sunday evening. Um, and Liverpool to played make too. You, <laughs> to, me, to make you forget about how your team got absolutely demolished in the Mop Derby. Nothing quite yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, thanks for taking that weight off my shoulders. I was like, I don't want to record. I mean, I want to record. I want to record, fair. But like, and it's, so, it's so hard not to sound petulant with that game because it, I was just watching it. It was like, yeah, we, we've done nothing. Like, I've learned, we've learned nothing from this. Chelsea scored four goals. We'll get, we'll get to it. Don't try no to steal goals. my thunder this 30 <laughs> seconds gonna, into no, the fucking podcast. I'm going to say, but I'm like, what, what, what? There's no knowledge. Nothing, we'll no get, one we'll gained get to anything. It, right? But it is annoying but, that uh, on the weekend we're... Liverpool got destroyed 7-2. 7-2. <laughs> <laughs> 7. It is annoying that on the weekend where Chelsea went 4-0. That's like the bottom of the list yeah. of things that, for us yeah. to talk You're about. You're getting like, nowhere near the top of the running order. <laughs> no, not at all. Okay. Do-do-do-do-do. Uh, Fulham nil, Wolves 1. That's news. Okay. <laughs> Let's get into it as we always do to start off the week with our <clears throat> rapid, rapid, rapid fire news. Gentlemen, 2020 has claimed another one. Rest in RIP Gunnersaurus. Arsenal mascot Gunnersaurus is set to be let go as part of the 55 redundancies announced by the club in August. I don't actually think he's included in the 55 non-playing stuff. No, I think it's different. Apparently they're trying to dress it up that he's retired because he's been doing it for 27 years. Um, he's a dinosaur. He's already 65 million years old. He's done his about? time. He's done his time. But it, yeah, it's just weird on transfer deadline day to go. <laughs> they're bringing West Brom boiler we've released, in. We've released Gunnosaurus as a free agent. All right. What's he going to do? Get picked up by Jurassic Park? <laughs> Does he play center back? Because Man United could use him, maybe. Uh-huh. <laughs> Better than Harry Maguire pulling down mm. his own defenders. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Save it. Save Why? it. Why save it? Harry Maguire's shit. Look, Lay I it wanna... out there. <laughs> Awful. Because, Chuck, it's not news. He should have refused. 
He should have paid back some of the money so the price tag wasn't 80 million. <laughs> just morally. Morally, you should have paid it back. Weight, no, just get the weight off your shoulders, mate. Get it off your shoulders. Because that's always going to be brought up forever, mate. <laughs> I know it's like us and Keppa. No matter what, ten years from now we'll be like, remember that time Chelsea signed Keppa for <laughs> yeah. the most expensive goalkeeper in the fucking world. Anyway, um, <laughs> next story. We're gonna rapid fire these. Actually, Eric Dyer, gentlemen, when you've gotta go, you've gotta go. Jose Mourinho will have chased after many players in his managerial career, but surely never for the reason he sprinted after Eric Dyer on Tuesday in the 77th minute of Tottenham's Carabao Cup tie against Chelsea. With Spurs 1-0 down, defender Dyer suddenly raced off the pitch and headed straight down the tunnel. Manager Mourinho set off in hot pursuit, and TV cameras inside Tottenham Hotspur Stadium showed the manager disappearing into the changing Why room. Why did he chase him? Maybe he... Yeah, I don't know. Any, you're not <laughs> going to go any quicker because Jose's going like, it's like friends, like, do it, do it, do it. Like, no one's going to go quicker because of that. He definitely didn't wash his hands. And then he was all over Mount afterwards. Like, after the penalty shootout had finished, his hands were all over Mount. He definitely didn't wash his hands. Disgusting. Dyer, have a word with yourself. Yeah. Wash your hands. Protect the NHS. Save lives. Have you guys ever seen anything like that before? Jason Punchin did it once about three years ago, four years ago. Yeah, and as England fans, we've literally seen Gary Lineker shit himself on the pitch. Shit, yeah. <laughs> shit and wipe so, on the pitch. Like, yeah, we've definitely seen really? that. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oscar, you're in for a treat. Google that and you'll see Gary Lineker looking like rubbing his ass on the pitch like he's got worms to try and get <laughs> rid of the shit from his shorts without anyone yeah. seeing it's he had like severe delightful. like food poisoning diarrhea or something Did like that. Did he pop a squat by the corner flag? Like what how does that he shit in his pants? It happened just happened while he was, while he was just playing. Running along. Yeah. And he, he sort of he sat on the f- floor and you can see him sort of like rubbing his yeah, it, Google it, Oscar. You will love it. Well, there, we have our the episode, episode preview, preview with no context. Exactly. <laughs> Very good. Everyone knows what the yeah, context is. Yeah, everyone's seen that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gross. All right, well, let's keep rolling along. This is amazing. This is act. Chuck's like getting his dream come true. We're actually going fast yeah. in these stories. It'd be until so I much take... faster if you did if you didn't acknowledge it every time as well. <laughs> you know, we're, we've got to be proud of us when we do good things, and then take Doesn't time. Doesn't mean to you've got extra time to waffle. We've got so many goals to talk about. <laughs> Tottenham won six one. Oh man, on the on the American Office, one of my favorite jokes. No, not one of my favorites, but a decent joke along the way on that excellent show. Daryl's talking about how he started brushing his teeth in the shower so he can have a more productive day because he read like some self-help book or something. And he's like, in the middle of the interview, he's like, wait a minute. I just wasted those seconds I saved by brushing my teeth in the shower telling you about how I brushed my teeth in the shower. What am I doing with my life? Maybe Eric Dyer was washing his hands as he was shitting. <laughs> oh, in the sink. He, was, he went in the sink. No, in the top part. <laughs> Where did he wash his hands then? In the bottom part? No, he washed his hands in the top part, and he took a dump in the bottom part, clearly. So, so what, he was facing the cistern? I don't think there's a cistern. Yeah. I reckon they've got... Nah, there's a, there's no cistern there. That's just pure wall. It's just hole in the ground? It's just... Well, no, it's <laughs> all behind. Come on. You don't just gonna, the, the cistern's going to be boxed up. They just spent a billion quid on that stadium. Yeah, it's Come got on a now. cheese room. They're not going to have a cistern. You think they're just going to have a cistern? You can flip off and pop a toilet blue in there. No way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you guys do things in England. Things are weird over there. We're not the French. We don't shit into a hole in the ground. Do they actually shit into a hole in the ground? Uh, probably. I've been to France. <laughs> I've never been to France. Well, you know what I mean. I've been to France, but you know exactly how I've been to France. I've been to Calais and I've been back again. <laughs> I've been to Carrefour on a booze run. Exactly. That's how I've been to France. Did I go to the toilet? No. Nope. Strong talk to, from the man from Asbestos City there. 
Uh, rapid, rapid fire news. Let's see. Next one. Um, Tammy Abraham, Chelsea striker, apologizes for coronavirus guidelines breach. Chelsea and England striker Tammy Abraham has apologized for the naivete shown after a breach of coronavirus guidelines. It is understood a group of more than six. <gasps> I know. Um, actually, though, don't be be good, people. Be good. But including England teammates Ben Chilwell and Jaden Sancho attended a surprise party for Abraham at his home on Saturday, right after the Palace match. Um, obviously, gatherings of more than six people are banned. Abraham said he was unaware of the party, but it w- deeply regrets that it happened. He was unaware of the party. Pu- Wait, when he was <laughs> in the party, he was unaware of the party. <laughs> surprise? Oh, to be fair, if it's a surprise party, how many more than six people were there? Was it just like seven people? Because it's not really a party, is it? It doesn't say, but there were clearly quite a few in the pictures posted on social media. What's with the young England guys, man? Just fuck, what, what do you fuck mean? What? lockdown like, rules, fuck coronavirus like, guidelines. Like, they're 18, 19, 20, 22-year-olds. That's what they are. Dumb fucks, aren't they? Ah, yeah, cheers, the, mate. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? They're just young and, you know, I'm not condoning it, but at the same time, you know, I get why it happens. But equally, there should be punishment. I mean... But it's, but it's funny that footballers have no standing, basically, in society when they want to do something good, i.e. Marcus Rashford, when he wants to... And sorry, apologies, apologies. Dr. Marcus Rashford, (laughs) thank you. Dr. Marcus, B, succeeds, not wants to, in feeding millions (laughs) of kids. That's a stick to football. But when a 19-year-old invites a bird round to Shagger, um, then it's, this guy earns 200 grand a week, he should be more responsible. Like, there's some sort of, where is the moral, like, pick a lane, dickheads. Like... What do you, do you want to hold them to a higher example, or understand that it's just blokes that get to run around a boat <laughs> after a football and just get paid an inordinate amount of, <laughs> amount of money to do so, which doesn't mean they should necessarily be judged any higher or any lower, or any lower. than yeah, anyone exactly. else in society. Be, yeah, exactly. Just crack on. It wouldn't make the news if <laughs> fucking Ken at number twenty-three he invited twelve people around for a barbecue. He you know is a what bastard. I mean? Equally so, it should be said that. Ken and Tammy, or whoever planned this party, are fucking morons. Don't be hanging out with people. The fucking world is falling apart. Stay the fuck home, people. Or in Tammy's case, kick people out of your fucking home. <laughs> yeah. I think I think maybe give more news to the, you know, the father of the prime minister who goes around breaching the lockdown rules. I don't know. For instance. I'm just, I'm just instance. vibing here. Yeah, absolutely. Just vibing with the racist who beats his wife. You know, just <laughs> saying maybe give more more airtime to that rather than <laughs> Phil Foden and Mason Greenwood getting their dicks wet or <laughs> Tammy Abraham having a wicked. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> rapid, rapid, rapid fire news. All right, well, I'll take your example. You're exactly right. Let's not waste time on stories like that that are bullshit. Let's move on to an actually much more important and significant story. Um, And I'm not being sarcastic for once. Landon Donovan said that his San Diego loyal team would not stand for bigotry, having left the pitch in protest after an alleged homophobic comment was aimed at midfielder Colin Martin, who is gay. Um, Since then, it has also come out that people were saying some racist slurs as well and other sort of offensive comments and big ups to Landon Donovan for not only pulling his team when I believe they were winning 3-1 at half time at half time 3-1 and and ultimately not that the scoreline matters but like you know no, that is what an, integrity looks like yeah um not only pulling his team but then afterwards doubling down and being like no I don't apologize for pulling my team no I don't apologize for anything we did the right thing and I would do it 100% again there's a couple of videos I think there was something there was a racism thing the week before with their team right 
I think, and it was an issue, and they discussed something. And then in this match, can't remember who against. Um, there was then the homophobic slurs, and and what's weird is you had Landon Donovan very eloquently um, putting everything out um, about what has gone on for about a five minute uh, interview or something like you know, obviously part of an interview. But then there's another video that's on the sideline, which is really quite weird because Donovan's speaking to the referee who's saying like he's not sure what that word means um he didn't quite hear it or you know I think it actually meant that one of the is it the loyals local that is Landon Donovan's team yeah one of their players responded to it and said not being homophobic but said like about did you call me or something and then he got sent off like as in the loyals player not the other team's player who said it but then the other coach was like talking about this as well when he was there and he actually turned around and said, oh, come on, he wasn't being racist. Like, yeah. and, and then, you know, you're oh, kind of yeah. dumbfounded and, and taken aback by that. And Donovan, again, eloquently, just like, he never raised his voice. He yeah. never got energetic and heated. Bear in mind how passionate he is and how much he wants to take his pay. He's like, we need to get rid of it. It doesn't matter if it's racist, sexist, homophobic, anything like that. We need to get this out of our game. And he was so like, it, it just like, if this guy doesn't get sent off, we're not we're coming walking. back on. Yeah. We need to talk about what's going on. We're leaving like, the other coach was terrible. Yeah. Was just like, oh, they're just being competitive. And it's like, Fuck off, mate. I, I love when white people tell me that the thing that I got offended at isn't actually <laughs> it's offensive. Not a problem. It's, it's not, not, it's not bad, a, It's fine. It's fine, dude. Here's what we could have said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> at least I didn't say this, this, and that, right? I'm like, oh, great. I guess. Oh, when you put it that God. way. Wait, what? No. So, and Landon Donovan does have a long history of being very progressive and just fucking awesome. And it makes me proud to be that he is an American. Because he retired young because of, like, issues with depression and mental health. He's always been very outspoken. He does a lot of charity work. He raises a lot of money. He's always at events and in community outreach type stuff. And it's just refreshing to see a footballer, a soccer player, be eloquent, be level-headed, be mature, and be very progressive when, unfortunately, a lot of other people are the opposite of that. It's great. And that's, like, that's honestly... Not to get too much into a bigger conversation here and let it kind of get away from us because we do have a lot of Liverpool goals to talk about. Or sorry, <laughs> Liverpool goals conceded to talk about. Aston, Aston Villa. Again, to get serious for a second, the only way that shit like this changes is not when the oppressed group or the minority group is the one that speaks out because like, yeah, that's that's just kind of normal. Um, it changes when allies put in the work. And that Landon Donovan is... A straight, you know, cis, white, male, etc. All of the things that put him in the, like, preferred category, according yeah, to society. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, every kind of privilege, right? Yep. Um, For him to be taking such a strong stand and bringing awareness to it does so much benefit to the smaller groups because, like, it, it is up to the people in power to be willing to go along with us. And I say us as a person of color, and unfortunately it doesn't happen enough. A lot of times people will say, oh, that's not that offensive. Get over it. Or be like, well, that's none of my business. I would, you know, just kind of like wash their hands of the whole thing. We've talked about this last year. We talked, there was a whole, every week there was another fucking racist story about abuse in the stands, abuse in the stadiums, whatever. Um, And we kept saying like, we need to see a club walk off the pitch. That's the only way that this really starts to like, make any sort of headway in the Premier League and that 
Landon Donovan's team did it is great. And I, like I said, I really wish that, I hope that similar sort of reactions start to happen in the bigger leagues. Well done, Landon Donovan. That's what we said. Yeah, big time. All right, one last story, and then we, I promise we can actually get to the soccer. This is a soccer-related one. We should touch on it briefly. The Champions League draw was this week. Um, so I'll just throw out the groups for the English teams. Uh, Manchester City are in Group C with Porto, Olympiacos, and Marseille. Group D has Liverpool, Ajax, Atalanta, and Michelin. Um, Ajax lost their two best players, one to us, one to uh, United. Juventus as well, De Ligt before. Yes, yeah. And Atalanta are currently in the process of losing all their best players as the window slams shut on their hands. Um, <laughs> so I don't think that's a hard group for Liverpool. Chelsea got the easiest fucking group of all. We have Sevilla, who is the fourth place team in Spain, and we're only in pot one because they're the Europa League winners. Um, and then Krasnodar and Ren. And you just took their goalkeeper. And we just took their goalkeeper. Maybe we'll give them Kepa. There's still three hours, 18 minutes, and 13 <laughs> seconds left. So Of the international window, there is still yeah. a chance that Kepa could go to Fulham. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Liverpool want him. I mean, that was. we'll get to it. We'll get yeah. to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> Fucking there. I know. <laughs> um, spare a moment for Manchester United, who probably won't get out of their group because they're in there with PSG, Leipzig, and some other team, Basak-Shahir. <laughs> Don't know how to say it. They're from Istanbul. Istanbul, um, Basak-Shahir. There you go. Very good, Chuck. Man United, they're going to get out of that group or no? No, 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 no. They'll be lucky if they get on the plane at this fucking point. Well, yeah. Yeah, what's going to happen to English clubs trying to play? Oh, my God, this is hilarious. Um, This is the news bit of it, surely, is that UEFA are considering, based on local law rules, whether they can let football fans into these games, Europa League and Champions League games. But you won't be able to have away fans and you can... It's based on the laws of the country. So, for example, no English teams will have any fans at any of their home games, but potentially all of their away games they'll have fans at for the opposite team. Love it. So, like, how is this? How are these? This Love is it. this is almost like. I mean, it's great. Hey, I find it hilarious. If I if if let's say my team were in the in the Champions League or in a competition like this where there's different rules, I'd be fucking livid. <laughs> Because this is just like the whole VAR in the FA Cup thing. Like, some of the games get these rules, some of them don't. Some of you get the benefit, some of you not. All I know is, is the games without fans are going to have way more goals in. (laughs) Countries could quickly, like, force through laws where they say, oh, um, you should uh, throw rocks at people because that stops coronavirus. And then those fans could just throw rocks at the uh, opposing... Very careful what you put out on the internet nowadays, Ian. (laughs) (laughs) Both of our yeah. governments are taking notes. <laughs> I'm not saying we're that influential, but this isn't the one that I want to. Yeah, okay. you know, I mean, be known for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, crazy of just stoning came back because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, white guy brings back stoning. It's not something we want under our. Yeah, you're right. Oh Jesus! No, 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 no yeah. not at all. And and e- I don't trust either of our countries not to be stupid enough to put that into law. <laughs> Yeah, true. Exactly, yeah. I mean, to be fair, it, like you can have the controls in football stadiums. It is an interesting one that you can't have the consistency, especially when now, because in the UK, Cineworld is saying they're going to have to close for a year uh, and get rid of all of their staff, like all of their cinemas. I think it's 150. Um, Boris Johnson is telling people to go to the cinema, which is inside and close, but you can't go to a football stadium where you can be more spread out 
etc. Mm. I know it's 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 always everything that comes with football, right? But it's it's mad. It's it's strange. But yeah, they could literally say tomorrow, yeah, all right, you can go to football games or not. All right. Well, that that finally we are done, and it is time, gentlemen. To talk about the football, that's right. Starting off with Saturday, October 3rd, in the early kickoff, we had... Oh, no, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I got really excited, and I was like, oh, Chelsea fuck. 4, Crystal Palace 0, 2.5 to Chelsea, and 0.1 to Crystal Palace on XG. Chuck, I will um, give you your to, 10 minutes. Can we, uh, uh, <laughs> can we go two decimal places, just so we can get the 0.14? Uh, Understat has you at 0. 0.10, so sorry. <laughs> I would like to select a different model, please. <laughs> what are the... You have told me many times about these different models. I believe there might be one, but it's a possibility we may be... Like, oh, God, it was... Creep up to it point was, two. Yeah. It was... I don't, I don't need time. I've breached it a little while ago. Um, it was reminiscent of uh, post-lockdown palace. Mm. It was toothless. Obviously, Batshuayi couldn't play but not that it matters because um we didn't play in the first three games anyway and now he's gone on international duty and he's probably going to get injured um and also you have to get into the other team's half to uh, for oof. a striker to actually uh, you have, have to get the ball first yes of course yeah you need to play a striker first uh then uh, and then you need to not have when you're two nil down against the team and not creating anything going forward and you don't have an outlet for your pacey wingers to play off of you don't need to substitute two central defensive midfielders for two central defensive midfielders when you're also playing a central defensive midfielder at center back um, <laughs> and and you've got Mamadou Sacco going full Sacco for a game like there weren't any Cruyff turns that went wrong, so progress. Um, <laughs> headers, Good headers, Lord. not so great. Tackles, not um, so much. <laughs> I will say, I will say right now that I don't think either penalty should have been a penalty, but regardless, doesn't matter. Given done. What? Um, <laughs> How do you the, think the, that those were really clear penalties? No, they were not. Uh, okay, the first, right, fine, first one was it. The second one on Havertz, fine. But IU got thrown to the ground just before that. That was like it was one of those challenges that. 999 times out of a thousand you've seen it given as a free kick for the defensive team and that time it just wasn't um but that's not to say that palace like you can't defend not generating anything and not being good um uh, not creating zaha just being in the same kind of situation um as a is being taught to be more defensive which is insane uh, it's transfer deadline day for international at the moment, and we're done. We haven't done anything, but we are done. Um, <laughs> is Zaha not going out then? You, I know there were some rumors of that earlier in the day. I don't know. I've seen some stuff that at, uh, that apparently Atletico were potentially in for Zaha, but even terrible Sky Sports have said nothing about Zaha all day. And it, it basically, they all parties agreed that it was far too late. So unless they came in with a big offer after seemingly Thomas Partey has gone to Arsenal, uh, then maybe something would happen. But as of 7.49, nothing, nothing has happened. Um, but yeah, it was just a bit, just a bit crap. Um, shame, really, because of the performances like against United uh, and the performance against Everton was really good. It was just unfortunate. And saying the performance against Southampton, we did what we needed to do to win. Uh, but 
I don't think you can say that it's an unpredicted result or it's not deserved. I will say that I don't believe Chelsea were that much better or even needed to be that much better on the day, if you see what I mean. Like yeah, Chelsea yeah, yeah. were Chelsea weren't Chelsea, but Chelsea did what they needed to do to win. It was still it still felt a bit like there's time there. Like there's some positives but some time. Yeah, and if you sure. look at at the moment, four games we've played Man United, Everton, Chelsea and Southampton and we've got six points. Yeah. So you'd have taken it, wouldn't you? I'll take it. You can't yeah. you can't compare yourself to other teams all the time. You can't. You seem to look. <laughs> I, I think just... that's kind of the point. No, no, but like, <laughs> fucker. I don't other know, teams baby. such as Aston Villa scoring seven goals. Like, loads of fans are crying because they're like, why can't my club do that? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, they spent money. Like, it's one insane result. Like, we can't really base that much off of. Yeah, by all means, become a Villa fan. We'll see how happy you are in a month. Yeah. More. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's it. All right. Now's, now, now's the twenty-five minutes on Chelsea before we don't. No, talk about I actually, all the great you are not far off of. I know I'm not. I just play the fool. That's my character. <laughs> I know so many things. So, so from the Chelsea side of it, right? Big caveat being that no disrespect, you can only play who's in front of you. It was just Palace, right? Like it's not like we did this against United. We didn't do this against Liverpool or City or whatever. Like it, it, it's. And, uh, and it helps when you play shit. It's a team that we should beat comfortably and we beat you guys comfortably, right? So like that's yeah. you got to you got to kind of got to take everything with a grain of salt, but in terms of like where we've been building towards and the things that we have been talking about Chelsea in the last few weeks, I think this was informative in a few specific ways. Um last week I talked about not having Silva on the left side of center back and you need to have Zuma next to him, not Christensen. Christensen's too slow. That's exactly what we had here, and it was by far the best defensive performance we've had. Um, even when chances started to look like they may, might have sort of started to break out, the two the two of them were like handling it pretty comfortably. Um, Chilwell playing at left back, his first full match, his first Premier League start for Chelsea, had an amazing game. Um, he won man of the match, I believe. He certainly won man of the match among the Chelsea community. Um, so it was nice to see the defense. You know, Mendy getting his first start had a couple. He came out for some crosses. He had, I believe, one save. Right to make <laughs> he might have had a save to make. I'm not actually sure, and I didn't mean if that he, to be like a troll thing. Should we should we say that if he wasn't there, the ball may have gone in? But it's not. A I save. mean, if Keppa was there, I don't. I genuinely don't think you guys would have snuck one in. You would have been taking shots from further out. Like there weren't that many shots getting peppered in in general. But what I, the larger point I'm trying to make is that this was the first time we saw what will probably be our like main defensive line and and goalkeeper situation. And they looked significantly more stable, significantly more sort of composed. Silva, I noticed a lot of times I was watching specifically for it. He was just pointing at people and telling the other defenders and even the midfielders like where to go on set pieces, where to go on throw-ins, where to go in general. He was like really organizing people, which is something that we had talked about like Chelsea desperately need. Um, Apparently the defense is all speaking French now because everyone except for Chilwell speaks French. That's the easiest way for them to communicate. Uh, Zuma is French, and obviously Silva and Mendy are coming from the French League, have been speaking French for years, so that is kind of the thing that makes sense. That's the defense side of it, and it, it was nice to see them more stable, again, even if it is against Palace, like, you can only play who's in front of you, and it, yeah, right, they you did look more and organized. You can, and you don't need to say it so many times. Sorry, okay, I will stop saying it, I'm not trying to be a jerk. Um, and then the other <laughs> side of it was, the in terms of the formation, right, I've been saying that we're converging on a 4-2-3-1, Havertz at the 10 you know, two speedy wingers. This time we had Werner and 
Callum Hudson-Odoi. In the future, that will probably be Pulisic, who, by the way, is back and finally played. Didn't get a start, but that's so exciting to see. And didn't score a brace. Tick in the chuck box. Yeah. Did not. Sorry. We, I predicted a hat-trick from the starting... What an amazing win for you, Chuck. Well done. Mar- I fucking take it. Imagine the, the conversation. If if you took out the two Jorginho penalties with two Pulisic goals, oh, we'd be com- talking about this, this the conversation whole time. is completely fucking different. Absolutely, so that taking, is correct. I'll take my medicine, but like, there's definitely a spoonful of sugar right now. That is one hundred percent correct. Yeah, I would just be going off if Pulisic had scored. But he's back. That was great. Again, we're converging on a system and a lineup. Um, I think the use of Jorginho in this match, given that we were expecting to have a lot of the possession, was smart. Um, and he obviously scored the two pens, but he also looked really good in general. And I feel like we're going towards a situation where Chelsea are going to beat the teams that they're supposed to beat and look comfortable doing so. And especially coming out of the international break, I'm so, so excited to watch a full-strength Chelsea like really going at some teams. Yeah. How about the penalty taker situation? Because that was a bit of an interesting oh, yeah, one to throw up, right. especially for the second where you had... Werner standing on the spot, Jorginho with the ball, Abraham trying to take it out of his hands, and Asby just coming over like a great captain and going, nope, back in your box, get out, yeah. get back. Well, Jorginho, you get back in the box. Tammy, you get out <laughs> of the box. <laughs> because you, you score them the box. like 99% because you score of the time. <laughs> like a petulant child and throwing his arms around. Like Ian, you nah. have some uh, some pretty strong opinions here, right? Why don't you go ahead and field this one? It's something I always tell Finley of like, why give yourself... You're not good enough. You're not good (laughs) enough. Be better. (laughs) No, but what? Like, there are certain situations where you just think, why create a situation where you give yourself the opportunity to fail? So there doesn't need to be ambiguity in this situation. You have got a penalty taker. We are not talking about a penalty taker who scores... 60% 60% of the time, 70% of the time. We're talking about a penalty taker who scored something like 19 out of his last 20 penalties. Yeah, he's, like, he's stellar. absolutely spot on when it comes to penalties. So why we're not in a situation where Werner's been playing for 10 games in a drought and, and needs a goal desperately. I understand he wants to get off the mark, but I don't... He literally scored this week. Like, it wasn't in the Prem, but he got a goal. It's not like he's, like, genuinely on a duck. Too. Yeah, so abso- like- absolutely, yeah. I mean, my problem with it is that it's if you take the ambiguity out of that situation, then it can only be a good thing as far as I'm concerned. Jorginho is the penalty taker. If he, if someone's on a hat trick and he wants to, and you're three, four nil up, whatever, and he wants to give the ball up, fair enough. Yeah, providing Frank okays it, I think that's okay. But... There shouldn't be any argument, and I'm absolutely delighted as P came over and just dealt with that situation immediately. No, he's the penalty taker. Job done. There's a, there's a, like uh, Frank said, there's a list. I'd love to know what the order is of that list. I'd love to know if Werner is number two, if Tammy's number two, whatever. I'm but... pretty sure Werner's going to be number two. If Jorginho's not on the pitch, I suspect it'll be Werner, but. Then it's Lampard coming on himself and taking it. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's Tammy <laughs> Abraham. But you can't you can't look good in that situation because what if he like petulantly takes it off and then misses? Exactly. There's no advantage. There's no advantage. It's not it's not Jorginho's fault. Like Jorginho gets two opportunities basically to score in a game, or maybe three, right? And now mm-hmm. he from two of them he gets to score. Great. Abraham gets what? 
13, 15, 18, whatever. Like, even if it's not shots coming off, it's in that situation where you might fluff or do whatever. And, he, and he, he's always in that situation and throws himself to the floor, which at times you're like, that's great and passionate. But when the ball's still in, you're like, mate, get the fuck up. Get back. Yeah, yeah, get yeah that's play. a huge pet peeve of mine. spurning your, the chance that you missed and get ready for the next one. And and put it to rights and score, but don't be a knobhead and and try and take it off like us. This stop call, like it it doesn't reflect that well on you at all. And Ver- Werner as well, Werner as well, just standing there presumptive. Like I don't care, I don't care if you've been signed for X amount or whatever. Like a, you're not better than bigger than the club. B, you're not bigger than the system. And C, if you really were that good, you probably would have scored earlier against worse opposition. Yeah, I I think the situation was handled correctly. I think as we once that conversation starts to happen it should you're right i think it should mostly be up to Jorginho. um and certainly once that starts to happen as comes in and, and just says like no we have a list we're sticking to our yeah. rule like our thing this is what we're doing get the fuck out of here but i don't necessarily hold it against tammy or Werner to have asked nor do i necessarily think that Jorginho taking it was the smartest thing even if it's probably the right Thing. Can we talk about one of the one of the other games with seventeen goals in it? Sure. All right. Let's move on. Like, then. Everton... We talk about Palace and Chelsea every fucking week. That's true. Sure. Like, okay. Every week. Uh, let's move on <laughs> to what everyone is saying is the best team in the world now. Everton for Brickton two. Everton two point three to Brickton's one point two on XG. So a solid, well deserved win for Everton, who are fucking flying, you guys. Flying and well, well, I mean. We'll say this now, like, obviously we're coming up to an international break, boo, and we've kind of decided that next week, rather than go completely off the rails, uh, we're going to talk about what is this season of chaos, Um, and actually discuss a bit more in detail about, like, all of the, the goals and, like, the patterns and what we're seeing and stats, and if stats back up, like, the craziness that's going on here, but, like, Everton have flown at the start. They have got 12 points out of a possible 12, and they're top of the expected points table as well. So yeah. it's just like, it's are there. They? They, they are there. They've scored 12 oh, goals. Shit. Expected is okay. 10, right? Expected is wow. 10, so they're two above. That's expected, crazy. Expected points is 9.7. It's just about that. And Calvert-Lewin, yeah, okay, he scored six goals in four games. You think, oh, he might be overperforming. His XG is still 4.41. Like, he still his XG is over one goal per game. And yeah, it's, a small it's ridiculous. Size, He's but... having a hell of a run right now. And I got to say, the flip side of this, like, Brighton's not a shitty team. Certainly not so far this year. They beat us. It was 1.4 to 1.3 when they played us. They thoroughly outplayed Man United and were a Burnley of the week to not have won that. And so for Everton to come in and do it against not a scrub team and a team that's been in good form and a team that's looked good and just fucking, like, they batted them away like they weren't even on the pitch. Like, they didn't even notice them. Everton were just light years the better team. Mm. It takes a lot for teams in blue to still win games with dog shit keepers. Um, <laughs> it really does. Hamos uh, Rodriguez. Oh, could he do it in the Premier League? Yes. Uh, answer. <laughs> Underline. Yeah. Tick. Done. And it was um, cold and wet too. It was like windy cold yeah. and wet that day. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Um, and he, I've seen something that if you take his stats from like the last three, four years, um, they basically match up per night exact, almost exactly with Kevin De Bruyne. Like it's insane. Um, how good is that? I'll try and find it and tweet it out again. Um, but yeah, they're, they're sensational. They're great to watch. They're really fun. Even with a couple of injuries in there or like Alan wasn't playing. Richarlison went off early because um, 
Brighton had a bit of the horrible scrote about them. Uh, could have. You guys were saying actually they should have had a red card early on in the match. Uh, so much has happened since then. I genuinely don't remember <laughs> what you're talking about. That's fair enough. Like I'm zero. Sure Alzate Al had two things happen early. Oh yes, by should the sixth minute sent. he should have been sent off. That's right. He got a yellow card right away, and then really, really, really not borderline yellow on the second mm. time. And, it's like, <laughs> and you, you, you start to worry if that's a bit of frustration because everyone is saying that Brighton are... Like, Brighton are having a good season. Like, it, it pains me to say, but but Graham Potter's got them quite organised. But there's a lot of things they're doing that are just massively out of frustration. And I don't know whether it's um, naivety or anything like that. Like, the more pay handball against yeah. Man United so late and like like a few other bits like like that and, and being aggressive in this game that's that's led to them you know yeah their expected points their expected points is about seven um but they're three three points so one win from those games and fair enough they've been tough games but when you're looking at it on balance it's very much kind of in their hands that they kind of threw away a bit I mean, to be fair, they hit the post against Man United about 17 times, but you'd all get points for that. You'll get points. (laughs) Bigger question than, Chuck, I know you're kind of on the, like, this could be a Leicester year train. I said it last week. Are you feeling that about Everton? Like, do you think, do we, it like, jokes and banter aside and shit, like, does anyone on this podcast actually think that Everton will finish top four or even has a chance of finishing top four? Of course they have a chance. Of course they have a chance. That's the thing. Of course Leicester they do. have ripped up the rule book, so it sort of it doesn't matter. Remember the season before Leicester did what they did was the great escape. Yeah. Pearson absolutely got them out of the shit. So the problem is that that means that anything can happen ever over the course of a season. Oscar gets annoyed at Liverpool winning last season uh, despite the uh, XG, which I can totally understand, but you know maybe a, the course of a season isn't long enough to you know to, for these stats to come good so yeah. the fact that Leicester did that means of course Everton could finish could finish top 4 um i'm a massive stand for Ancelotti i absolutely love him mm-hmm. um i think that um the the business they've done has been great the the way calvert lewin is playing we mentioned it before like a proper center forward no messing about in the middle taking you know, he, he wins aerial duels consistently. He is shooting like immediately in front of the six-yard box where you score goals and all one, the time. One touch shots. I, it, like yeah. five of his six goals, uh, there's no touch for control. It's just hit. And it doesn't matter. Absolutely. Like, and sh- apparently Ancelotti's been working, been getting him to work on those one-touch one shots. And that becomes muscle memory. If you work on that sort of thing, it becomes muscle memory. Hmm. And that's what he wants him to be, a, a centre-forward, a proper centre-forward. And it's working. So, of course they could. Will they? Don't know. But of course they could. Oh, yeah. There's still you know, there's still 34 weeks to go. But yeah. there's there's enough going on and enough mentalness that it, it's, it seems like most of the top teams are kind of... It's reminiscent of that season. Uh, it must have been Mourinho's last season, the second time in like, oh, 2014 to 15. <laughs> oh, I, I try to ignore it as well. For the you ignore it for the first half, and I ignore it for the second half of the season. There you go. Um, <laughs> uh, and it, like it, it feels a lot like that. Like it's it's crazy. Like the you, Liverpool Liverpool conceded seven goals against Villa. I might have mentioned it. Um, <laughs> you might see it on social media a little Did bit. They? Yeah, but they're. Four game, four games in, and Liverpool have conceded the second most goals in the league, joint with Man United and Fulham, and only behind West Brom. Manchester City have a negative goal difference. Mm. Like, 
cannot appreciate <laughs> everything I'm trying to facilitate here as much as possible and put out to the world that like this is good. This is a good thing for football. And and if it's not good, this is what you were all asking for. You were asking for evenness because you were asking for the big teams not to break away and have something. And I people, never asked for that. No. People can say, like, football without fans is nothing. But I'm I'm starting to think Game's that gone, mate. Game's football gone. without fans is, is nothing but a good thing. Nah, like, game's gone, mate. All the, all the fans inside the stadium are gone. And now we just get a million goals a game. It's great. There's no, there's no racist, there's no fans shouting racist abuse at players. Got rid of it. Game's gone, mate. <laughs> Spot of the game, competitive, isn't it? Proper football. I'll take the counterpoint here about Everton. It's one word and only one word, and that is Pickford. Um, yeah. I've seen how much having a bad keeper can keep a very good team from performing to a particularly high level, and uh, I don't. I think that might be enough to keep him out of top four, but. You guys aren't wrong because to finally throw out the 538 for the first time this season, Everton are now up to 24% to qualify for the Champions League, dead even with Arsenal and Man United. Arsenal at 24% seems weird, but Man United at 27. Man United have fallen off since the season started. And I did ask the question, like, Everton spent all this money and to what end? Right? Because, like, what, what are they even trying to achieve? Maybe the answer to that is going to end up being top four. Who knows? Love it. Love it. They've got one of the best one of the best coaches in football, and they've built a great team. Yeah, my favorite ever team was coached by Carlo Ancelotti, so I, I have a lot of love for the eyebrow as well. Um, <laughs> he's all eyebrows, isn't he? He's all eyebrows. He doesn't he, even he, just when say he a gets word. excited. It's the left eyebrow. When it's when he's angry, it's the right eyebrow. Just keep an eye out <laughs> for it? that. I'm going to look out for that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, Ancelotti eyebrow watch. Um, speaking of eyebrows and hair or lack of it, the uh, football pervert derby. As, yeah, as, the, yeah. as I believe I'm calling it. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Mr. Stimson, please go ahead and cue the jingle. Oh, they're better than they ought to be. Burnley of the week. Because we had Leeds 1, Manchester City 1, but Leeds 2.6 on XG to Manchester City's 1.4. Oh, boy! Man City got fucked. Leeds drawing with Man City is Burnley of the week. Is Burnley of the week, yes. <laughs> wow! It was a good week for the XG. Everything fell in line, but that this is the one that's furthest away. City took 23 shots and two on target. 23 shots generating 1.4 XG. What the fuck? And Leeds looked so much better than them the whole time. Like, craziness. Do we make excuses for City because of Aguero and Jesus? And is that it? Like, is that the only major injuries they have? There are there are three teams who should not have the excuse of injuries and stuff. And I've been using it for the first three weeks of Chelsea because it's like seven <laughs> players. But Chelsea, Liverpool, and City do not really get to get away with having, like, we don't have enough no. depth. Yeah, no, like... Chelsea starting 11 against Palace cost more than Palace have spent in their entire history. Like, when you're. <laughs> is that, when you're wow, <laughs> is that true? Yeah, probably. I mean, I haven't worked out that. I haven't that worked can't out. Be true. It could be true. We can look at it if you want. But if it we, might be true. If we, if we build. We can build through that team. I mean, I'll work it out eventually one day. But I reckon our entire first 11 probably cost the club about. 49 million and 27 of that is Mamadou Sacco. <laughs> Oof. 
Speaking of bad transfers. And that's, this isn't even me exaggerating. That's genuinely probably is about 50 million for that whole team. Because like Guaita mm. was free and Ayu was 2 million quid. And like they're all really cheap. But yeah, you can't Chelsea, Man City, Liverpool. You can't you can't start moaning about injuries. Same as like Man United. They've got a massive squad that's a higher quality than most in the team. Same about Tottenham, even if they say they don't buy players. Same as Arsenal, right? But what you can't say, and what is consistent, I think, a bit in Palace game that I've mentioned before, because Hodgson didn't change any fucking tactics and just made like for like. Man City, him like I know you've got Liam Delap, who's he is a striker. I'm pretty sure. Uh, someone check that. Maybe not. <laughs> but like, I'm led to believe to, to reserve to keep going and very quite clearly realize that you need a focal point in the attack, so you've got someone to play off of. Is why not put a striker up there that is Liam Delap, like just to have that focal point, so the others can play off it. If you stay too dogmatic and don't change anything, like why do you expect a different result? The same as Liverpool not changing anything when they were two when they conceded two and then just kept playing their high line and getting done over the back. Sometimes That's exactly what Southampton just, did the other week, exactly, and we slated them for it. Exactly, and it's it's not being said enough that like you can have these genius managers, but ultimately, if that just shows you don't have a plan B, like is it poor planning? Is it arrogance? Is it just wanting to look for an excuse, like not to take anything away from Leeds because you know this is the first game as well where I think they generated a fair amount of xG. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Every other game, Bills has been like you know like when when they scored three against Liverpool, he said we didn't create enough. And what he probably means is the numbers because their XG in that game was 0.27 and they scored three. Like we said yeah. at the time how overly performing they did. They generated 1.45 against Fulham, which was less than Fulham generated. You know what I mean? But they still put... <laughs> fucking Fulham is so bad. Yeah. How Wolves did it. But anyway, but and then um, the, the week after against Sheffield United, they beat them 1-0, but they generated less XG against a team that hadn't scored a goal yet. So... Like now they start to generate and and they're doing really good things and it's it's incredible to see them come into life. It's incredible to see the change in the fact that everyone before they came up was like, oh fucking Leeds hate Leeds. Now everyone's just like, oh Leeds are so great. Bielsa's is a genius. Blah 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 blah. Nah, fuck hip- Leeds. That's the hipster choice. <laughs> By the way, Bielsa's never won a trophy uh, apart from like the Argentinian something or other in 1992. <laughs> um, but it, it's mad absolutely mad that you don't even slightly try and change anything or you just let Raheem Sterling just keep running down blind alleys and they're probably just gonna buy like a few more center backs and that'll fix the problem right a couple more center backs Ruben Diaz <laughs> 62 million there you go fucking hell 400 million on defenders Four. are our city <laughs> finally mortal is this like in Rocky 4 when he cuts Drago and the Russian bleeds. <laughs> is this losing Yaya, losing Silva, Aguero's old and always injured. Jesus, we've talked about being one of the worst finishers but statistically. Mortal. They were mortal last season. Yeah, they lost. I think it was last year. I think it's this season that's fine, that's now shown Liverpool are as well now because of how they've been got at by Leeds and conceded three goals. Uh, they've conceded seven goals against Aston Villa. Don't think I've mentioned that. Um, <laughs> did they? Um, uh, yes. Yeah, oh, they yes, did. They Just did. checking checks they notes. They yeah, you know what I mean? And now they've showed like that's awful. Awful. And so now this is just the chaos is so good. It's so good for neutral fans and wanting to see stuff and wanting to see football and just going madness. It's real good for my Chelsea might be in a title race prediction too. Thank you, Leeds. And thank you, Aston Villa for taking points off of Liverpool and City for me. 
not to steal your modus operandi here, but caveat, Chelsea <laughs> are in with a chance at the title in the same way that about 12 teams are now in the shot of the title. <laughs> okay, how dare you, <laughs> sir? How-, how dare you, sir? <laughs> yeah, I dare. Leads for the title. Leads for the Rude. title. Leads for the title. Fuck Leeds, but... <laughs> But thank you for taking two points off City. I don't mind. Leeds aren't the dirty Leeds of the eighties. It's it's a different. It's a different. They're the man bun Leeds of the twenties. They're the man bun Leeds of the twenties. <laughs> how beautiful, many? Yeah. Oh god, how many of these scummers from back in the dirty Leeds days? All these fans are probably just. <laughs> Can you imagine? it. <laughs> oh, they're one of the teams that's like really analyticsy too. So like those proper football Leeds fans are like fucking nerds. Stop doing math. <laughs> Shut up, nerd. Like, like that's what they, uh, in my DMs specifically. Yeah. <laughs> I get Leeds fans just screaming, Shut up, nerd. Do they know how to, do they have Twitter in that city yet? <laughs> Trust me, Leeds fans have Twitter. Fucking Leeds fans hell. have Twitter. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Newcastle 3 1 Burnley. We're skipping that, right? Uh, uh, yeah. uh, uh, oh. uh, oh. uh, 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 you uh? don't. Do Alan Sam Maximan dirty like that? Okay, Actually, he's right. <laughs> Let's have you, it then, Chuck. He, I love him <laughs> in a very real and physical way. <laughs> very real in a way. Um, he he done a goal. He came back. This was definitely the week of uh, the return of the dead in terms of FPL as well. <laughs> it really because was. Alan Say Maximan came back from out of nowhere, um, like Randy Orton, and uh, scored a cracker <laughs> of a goal and set one up for Callum Wilson, who got two. And obviously, Hungmin Son's leg hadn't exploded. <laughs> but, but we'll get I, to that I, later. It, it, it says something about the man, uh, Alan Saint Maximan, that uh, I transferred him out for a hit last week for Podence. He goes nuts and scores a goal and gets an assist. And I'm not mad about it. I just love the man. Not mad about it. Yeah. I instantly transferred him in for Podence. And then oh, after he scored a goal and assist, after he scored a goal and assist, his price dropped by 0.1 that night. So <laughs> you, I think you might get that back. <laughs> oh, gotta love FPL. That's that's fucking hilarious. Could have waited. Could have waited, but didn't want to. You know why? Because it's more fun Just this desperate way. Desperate to see him on your team sheet. Just yeah. wanted, even if he's third bench. It's like it's like Mendy the year after he had a good season. I just wanted yeah. him in my team. Now I'm like, nah, bro. Not like, so much. Yeah. You're done. I've got this new shiny toy now. Mendy's in my fan tracks, and he put up three points. And your fan tracks league gives people fifteen points for a tackle. Yeah. yeah, not not actually, but like a good week for someone is like thirty points, and he put up three. Yeah, and I fucking started him. I still won, but anyway. Um, <laughs> Drop that in there. All right, well, let's go ahead and transition then to Sunday, October fourth of twenty twenty. The first oh, match God. we had. We haven't even got halfway through yet. <laughs> oh. Um, Leicester zero, Westham three. What we had zero. What is happening? Oh my. God, David Boys should not go to football games. <laughs> Since David Boys stopped going, oh. West, West Ham have scored seven oh. goals and conceded none and Is that won it? six points. Yes, Alan Irvine has been taken over. Uh, David Boys <laughs> has been on like Skype or a phone call to Stuart Pearce, and Stuart Pearce from inside runs. Stuart down- Pearce doesn't know how to use Skype. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> he runs down to Alan Irvine to give him the instructions on the sideline. Needless to say, Alan probably doesn't listen. But <laughs> Does whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> David Boys should keep the government advice. Work from home if you can. <laughs> He's uh, an addition by subtraction, one of those. 
right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. This was no fluke either. This was 0.5 to 2.0 on XG. No, but, so then, like, but then last week wasn't a fluke either. They generated three against Wolves. West Ham's good fixtures don't start yet. That's the thing. Like in, I think it's game week eight. Because I... You know me, I don't particularly plan fixture uh, I don't particularly plan transfers, sorry, for FPL because I think a lot can go wrong. But I had a thought of oh, Antonio, game week eight. He finished he, you know, post lockdown he was absolutely fantastic. I've always had a soft spot for Antonio anyway. Yeah, so game week eight. Soft spot or hard turn. spot? Eh? <laughs> yeah, more of a hard eh? spot, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but like game week eight, it the fixtures turn for West Ham. I should have had him from the start. I mean, they're doing unbelievably, and that's... Is it a front three of um, him, Fornells, and um, Bowen? Oh, Fornells' touch. Oh, just... It's like an up and under from way back, and boom, touch. And, like, it, it was literally one of those ones where the camera pans down and you see the player, and it's like, oh, he has to have been offside. He's <laughs> 20 yards in front of him, like, <laughs> bearing down on goal. It's like, he's not offside. Oh, no. God. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, West Ham look good. Yeah, they're doing bits. They're doing bits. Who is not doing bits is Leicester. Anybody want to take a... If you know the stat, don't say it. But if you don't, want to take a guess at how many shots on target they had in this match? Uh, Yeah, well, I transferred Vardy in, so... Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh. Yeah. The answer is zero. Oh, is it zero? Zero, is it? Okay. It's zero shots on target in this match. Only two shots total, I think. Yeah, I was watching Match of the Day, Match of the Day 2 last night and it was the highlights of it. And towards the end, uh, Harvey Barnes, I think Tielemans maybe, and Vardy played a 1-2 that was like five stages. Like Barnes just ran and passed to Tielemans. Tielemans to Barnes, Barnes to Vardy, Vardy to Barnes, and then goal. And it was beautiful. And I was watching it, I was like, I don't remember Leicester getting a goal. And then it got fired out, and I was like, all oh, right, that's it. Because I thought, oh, I got a Vardy assist. I must have missed it. <laughs> no, I did not. No. no, I did not. Only Man United players get points after the whistle. Of Correct. Uh, is there anything else interesting on Sunday? Hold on, let me look at these scores. Oh, the big one. Wolves 1, Fulham 0. Nope, just kidding. Oh, oh my Captain God. Jimenez. Captain I watched Jimenez. The, yeah, I watched the first half of that, and then I was like, no, I'm absolutely done with this, because I didn't want to watch Arsenal. I thought, I'll watch Wolves. I've got three three Wolves players in my FPL team. May as well. Fuck me. After the first half, I was like, I'm not putting myself through this anymore. Or, no, I think I played Rocket League for the second half of yeah, that. I was I, like, yeah. I'm going to have fun before the 19 hours of soccer that will continue throughout this day. Yeah. Oh, it's getting exhausting, but it's good when it ends like this. Yeah, baby. Let's move on to the two big ones. Um, I feel like we should not take these together because they both deserve their own segments. Yeah. So let's do the first one. Manchester I mean, United I might, won. I might have already mentioned that Aston Villa did put seven past Liverpool. No. <laughs> did they? I've seven. not seen it. Did they? That, seven no, goals. you can't be right. You can't be right. Um... Seven. You can't be right. We'll Check get again. to it. No. Open we'll brackets. Oh, we'll get to it. Okay. We'll get to it. Sorry, Oscar will tell us what the real score was later. Yeah, yeah, okay. we'll get to it. Um, I'm just a crazy, crazy guy. <laughs> let's do Man United Tottenham, though. We had Manchester United 1 to Tottenham 6. I almost said 3. Six. <laughs> 4, 5, 6. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, 0. 0.9 to 3.3 on XG. So Man United fans will be all like, oh, red card and Lamella should have been sent off. And that does not an indicative care, of our performance. Care, blah, care, blah, care, blah. Care, ooh, ooh, Jeff, 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 Tottenham were going to do this anyway. They were fucking destroying Man United before the red card, and it and they was like no answers whatsoever. 
First minute, Bruno Fernandes. Oh, for fuck's sake. And then, straight away, goes back. Uh, Harry Maguire tackling his own defenders. Um, oh, God. <laughs> I love that so God, apparently, he's so bad. I've seen a rumour that Fernandez had a massive falling out with him at half time or something, and uh, basically saying, You're not fit to be, you shouldn't be a captain, blah, 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 blah. I don't know if it's true, but it's great now, if it is. I, I criticised Roy Keane for his punditry a few weeks ago about how he <laughs> said he should, oh, I'd have to hire up against the wall, blah, blah, blah. I'm fine with it. If someone oh, wants to put Harry Maguire up against guy. the wall, I'm fine Uh-oh. with it. Jesus fucking hell, you, you, Patrice Ever and Roy Keane at a fucking dinner party, I guess. That's your <laughs> ideal one. Paul, oh, Ever, they broke Ever. Ever, good. Oh, Ever, oh my God. This- he tried to quit live on TV. Was like, <laughs> I did. I he can't do did. this, guys. I can't talk about Man United ever again. But what's hilarious is a week after they had to do an apology for him because he said libelous stuff on air <laughs> about Zaha and David Boys and David Boys' daughter. He's trying to sack himself. Honestly, there's not many times I wish I was still working at Sky, but I wish I'd have been working on that because I want to know whether you were told to take his mic out. Him and Sunes in the studio. And Sunes is obviously fucking loving it. That didn't last fucking long, (laughs) did it, Graham? Um, (laughs) But how are you going to have a guy that literally gets paid to go on TV and go, I'll go down there and slap all of them? Like, what? Well, that was one thing he said. What? And the other thing he said was that I want to cancel my Sky contract. (laughs) Yeah, 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 and you and should first all, you think you should all turn off and play FIFA. <laughs> it was unbelievable. He, he, they broke Ever, the most positive man in the world. It was delightful. Let's not. Ugh, I can't believe I'm going to say this right now, but let's not take any credit away from Spurs, who were fantastic in this. They seem to be sort of figuring out the Kane thing in that he's actually playing. If you look at average positions behind Sun at this point. And it's working. He That quick free kick he took was a beautiful pass. Such intelligent play. Son, once he's off and running. Both, both great from Kane and terrible from Maguire again. Yes. Because well, yeah. he didn't, you know, he just backed off when the mm-hmm. smart thing to do would have been to just stay there, delay the free kick. No, Absolutely. I'll just back off. Kane's got the presence of mind. You know, we, he might not have the physicality that we want, want him to have, that he used to have, but he's got the presence of mind to release Sun immediately. Sun and his one hamstring. One hamstring. Mourinho, back full Mourinho. <laughs> Are we, should we be back on the Mourinho bus? I never got off. Even, yeah. if he, even if he went to two of my most hated teams, I fucking love the man. He's such a troll. Oscar he's was so- driving it when it was going off a cliff. He, Mourinho, mm-hmm. is driving the Mourinho bus and towing the caravan of chaos. That's what's happening. <laughs> the caravan of chaos. We got our episode title, huh? This, this season is fantastic for every all kinds of reasons. Every but yeah, kind the caravan of chaos. <laughs> I can kind of see where Maguire was coming from. Not actually in pulling Luke Shaw down because Luke Not Shaw really. was so fucking terrible. Luke Shaw was about to clear the ball and, and Maguire like rugby tackled him. So Luke Shaw was their worst player though. Like Luke Shaw was the worst player on the pitch. Yeah, he was ter- absolutely terrible. And like Jose must have been loving how slow he was because like, <laughs> Jose criticised him a couple of years ago and he was proved absolutely correct. I feel like Oscar, you're, you're, you defend him, Man United. This is becoming a regular thing and it's a genuine regular feature, Red Devil's Advocate. It's definitely becoming um, a thing. <laughs> It's gross. It's gross. Thank you. That's a very, very fun, funny pun. Um, I'm still reeling at the fact that you think that I'm at all You've a defender a of, of Manchester United. You've done it a couple of times. You are a bit. You do oh. like to. You do they like were, to fight their corner. Okay. 
It's because of the numbers, probably, as much as I don't want to be influenced by the numbers into my emotional side of mm-hmm. this fandom, because okay, they were probably then. the best defense in the league last year. But and so won't. to they see them, they. like, just getting <laughs> cut won't. apart this year. No, because they weren't, because people have eyes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they, they were. They were one of, at least. Is it not having a good coach is finally catching up with them? Well, yeah. Yeah, he's not a Everyone's good just like, I don't really know what's going on. And you can only get by for so long on, hey, everyone, be happy. Yay. <laughs> We're going to win the cups. <laughs> Do you remember Bayern Munich? <laughs> Shaw was so bad, they went out and signed a left back today. And Cavani, but that's a whole separate thing. <laughs> Why did they sign Cavani? In this match? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it probably forced Edward Wood's hand. Something fucking needs to. <laughs> to force his hand out of his pocket. <laughs> Jesus Christ. For once. For once, yeah, because that team is all homegrown. So yes, cheap. exactly. Uh, yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> for I, a change. Look, I can't say a. I, I love watching uh, Tottenham destroy them. I can't speak more eloquently about it, Jeff, uh, because I watched the highlights, and so obviously, when it's in match of the day two, which had six games, and they opened it with right, no messing about Shearer, Jermaine Genus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was like crack on. They just went Tottenham, Man United. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was the intro. No, like back and yeah, forth for a couple brilliant. of minutes yeah. or anything. It was fantastic. But yeah, Kane. Um, yeah, he scored three goals now. That's why he has scored. Um... And Bale will be back after the international break. So like, will he? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Okay. So what's that going to do to them? Are they going to keep being good? Or is that going to fuck with their balance? Who knows? But they were genuinely miles miles better than Man United in this match. Man United, who don't have new players to bet in, don't have injuries, don't have anything particularly weird going on. They are Man United, though. Yes. And and Man United means nothing anymore. And the full capitulation of all the players, the manager, the owner, the pundits, the ex-players, <laughs> all of this collapse and downfall around the club is so nourishing to someone who had to live through the fucking 90s in this country. Mm. Mm. Even uh, the 2000s, so, like, I hate them. Yeah, 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 same, like... Fucking but, Sir Alex, man. I'm still surprised that there hasn't come a point where Ferguson hasn't, like, run down and, like, jumped yeah. onto the sideline and just slammed someone out of the way. <laughs> just throw Ali out the window of yeah. the bus? Yeah. Right, fuck it, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll fucking do it. Um, and, uh, yeah, that about wraps us up for the week, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, okay, no that's it. We have nothing else to talk about, so let's go ahead. Is there listener stuff this week? Or, wait a minute, that's right! I know I said I wouldn't <laughs> rail on Liverpool fans anymore, but God damn it, the universe gave me a sign! <laughs> Oh, it was so good. Oh, dear. So good. So good. And I know I sound like a fucking Sweet Caroline refrain, but but it was so good. And this was never looked so good. So good. So good. Club was so shit. The team sloppy. Van Dyke cannot defend for shit. Oh, okay. All right. Let's get serious for a second. Oh, no. Villa. <laughs> no, just no. <laughs> Ross Barkley in... took a step up. <laughs> I have at least a couple of things to say here. Well, good luck with that, Oscar. Good luck with that. At some Grealish. point. <laughs> He's Grealish. <laughs> oh, God. 
Uh, Dean Smith, he was going to get fired. He was going to get fired. What happened? <laughs> Var, they switched Var off that day. Best money that Villa ever spent. <laughs> Getting that oh. power cut versus Sheffield United that turned Var off. Oh, man. What a match. Wow. What a match. I always said I loved Ross Barkley. Best player in the world. Never had anything but good mm. things to say oh, about yeah, him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Obviously. Yeah. Um, he looked good for on, now on loan at Villa. It's funny, it's funny when a player finds their level, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, in basketball, because the finals are going on right now, and I often use basketball as a lens to understand other sports. Is that because, because it's a this, sort of... And because this was like a basketball score. <laughs> yes, also that. <laughs> When you have one superstar player, you're likely to make the playoffs. If you get two superstar players, like superstars, like all-star type guys, you're likely to make a pretty decent deep run in the playoffs, maybe luck your way to a title. And when you have three superstar players, you are prop- like genuine superstar players, you're like a title favorite. That's just how it works in basketball. You can do whatever else you want with like the team depth and the, the B guys and all that sort of stuff, and they matter. But... It mostly comes down to, like, what percentage of your team, how many superstars do you have? And going from three superstars to two superstars in basketball is a huge loss. And I think looking at this Liverpool match, they didn't have Thiago, they didn't have Mane, and they didn't have Allison especially. And we joke, we joke, we joke, but, like, Liverpool without Allison and without Mane is looked a lot like a lot of Chelsea matches last year. And it, it, it the fucking keeper is worth so many points, a good keeper in the table. And when you downgrade from Allison to Adrian, that has knock-on effects in terms of the entire backline. They looked so disorganized. They just looked like they had no idea where anything was, where anyone was. And I don't know that that's what Allison being in there or not, but it looked too much like Chelsea with Keppa. For I my, my have like, a stat. Duh, duh. Okay. Sorry. Um, Go for it. I've got a stat regarding no, that. No, 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 no. You have to sing it. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can put this all into Sweet Caroline. Uh, so you're, not... you're, we believe in you. We <laughs> no, believe in you. No, I'm not the you'll jingle guy. You'll find a way or you'll die trying. <laughs> I'm not the jingle guy. Um, Adrian has sick. made as many errors leading to goals in his 21 appearances as Alison has in 92. Yes. Fucking <laughs> A, man. Then I feel pretty good about this take. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I just wanted to help you out. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Is a correct um, take. This was their starting lineup. This was their, not their starting lineup, rather, their main four defenders. The only thing that was different there was Adrian. And they got sliced apart over and over mm. and over again. Villa were just like, but this is what I mean. It was repetitive. Leeds showed it in the first week playing over the back of Trent Alexander Arnold, right? Mm. Because he obviously presses up in the same as Robertson does. But in this game, they were leaving so much space in behind and Villa were just eating it up all day. Like, are you going to keep letting us do this? Like, are you seriously going to keep letting us play? And this whole, the, like the comparison people are having now with team, with no fans being in the stadiums versus friendlies. Like, if you keep doing that, it becomes just a training exercise for the team. So it's like, right, so if we can just keep doing the same thing, okay. So Dean Smith doesn't have to be a tactical genius to go, Oh, you see that one thing that worked that one time and how the situation is now the exact same. Let's do the same thing. Oh, it worked again. Okay, <laughs> so it worked twice. Uh, the parameters seem to be... A, oh, three. Oh, four. Oh, f- like, at what point do you realise playing a high line isn't fucking working? But is it is it hard to tell whether that's a failure of 
Liverpool's defensive work, yes. obviously it is, but what I'm saying is, or had Aston Villa identified that before the game even started and then just couldn't believe it carried on working? I think so. I definitely think so because, like Chuck just said, Leeds were doing it. Yeah. Villa were targeting it right away. And in the Chelsea match, if we hadn't had a fucking red card, like that's what we were doing. We were yeah. attacking. We were just pinging the ball as soon as we got possession into the empty space behind them and just having Werner... Remember, what did I say? If, if instead of Werner up the wing, it was Pulisic up the wing and Werner in the middle, I think we would have beat Liverpool. And I think this is further evidence of that, you know, at the time, insane take. So <laughs> so teams have worked out Liverpool? No. Yes and no. When you're a really elite team, the thing that you do works 99% of the time until you shouldn't have to change. Yeah, um, but, but when you've conceded when three it's goals changing, from doing it, yes, exactly. change it. Fucking change it. You have it. to change it when it stops working. And that's what Liverpool hasn't been able to do. You know, to dial it back a bit, if, if if the mistake happens once, fine, that's one mistake in a thing. It's like if you go back and watch the uh, Take the Ball, Pass the Ball documentary about Pep's time at Barcelona, I'm pretty sure they brought in a goalkeeper and the way he wanted to play, like the first two times from Pascal out at the back, he conceded and or, or like had like one big mistake and, and then conceded the goal. And Pep's just like, no, keep doing it, keep doing it. And obviously they then, you know, Barca then the talent took over and whatever. But you you need that amount of repetition in a game. However, if you have just conceded two, three, four goals through doing the same thing, fucking change it. Like you can't what do you say do that then, all, the first goal changed. Like, what, what do you mean, what do I do? I'm not a fucking coach. But if I can see, if I can see a clear weakness in a team, right, and and see it on a TV sitting there, bearing in mind ninety percent of my football watching time I've been drunk. Like <laughs> and, and you as it is your profession and someone who has achieved a lot in the game, has just won the league, has won the Champions League, has won the Club World Cup or, or the quadruple as they want to lie about that they won. Um <laughs> and you can't see that and you can't suffer your own pride, like take swallow the pill and just go, right, let's Lock it down. Let's stop playing this stupid fucking high line. Let's tighten up for a little bit. <laughs> like, actually get close to this team and stop letting them just do what they do and realise that if we let people in behind, we don't have a good goalkeeper there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. And the defence seemed to be trying to overcompensate, which is, again, the fucking Chelsea way is just defenders making bad mistakes because they're so distracted or whatever just, but they weren't I, pressing they weren't pressing and that's why like Villa got those like fair enough I think three of the goals were deflections and fairly substantial deflections yes so I should, because, have, should have just been 4-2 then yeah yeah. well uh, yeah yeah no they on, got on thoroughly XG, fucking destroyed though XG's like 3 to 1 <laughs> no, and a half. I'm joking I'm like, saying that like, even if you take away three deflections yeah. you're still left with a dick in <laughs> Be like that situation's generated, A, because you've got a weak keeper, so we know we can take shots from distance against you and we've got a chance. And B, if you aren't going to press us when we have these opportunities to shoot and I am Jack Grealish and my legs are fucking huge, like, and I have the power to do this. I thought you were doing a Spartacus thing there. I felt like standing up and saying, no, I am Jack Grealish. like that, that, that situation is going to happen. So you can't even say that, oh, the deflections are luck. It's like, well, if you'd closed them down and started right. to press exactly. properly, as you're also meant to be known for, like, I don't know. Yeah. Is there a bigger picture takeaway for Liverpool here? Are we seeing a pattern because of Leeds and Chelsea also? Chelsea in the first half before, obviously, that fell apart completely. 
Um, or is this just a weird thing that happens? And when they have Mane and Silva and Allison, Allison's out for six weeks, apparently, by the way. That's what I heard this morning. Six weeks, four to, four to six. A dislocated shoulder, which for a goalkeeper is obviously just a uh, yeah, terrible. terrible injury. So, yeah. So, for the first time this season, 538 now has Liverpool not as the most likely to win the title. They're down to 30%, and City went above them at 46%. Um, it's a pretty wide-open title race. There's a lot of teams with percentages, and it's early in the season. So, like, huge grain of salt. But- what was mad was is is we were kind of in a situation of two years ago where if Liverpool had won this game, they'd have gone eight points clear of Man City, but they would have been eight points clear after four games. Fair enough, like, Man City have a game in hand, but... Points is we've always said this points, on this yeah, points on the team. Yeah. Points is points is always better than a game in hand, and so you know now if City win their game in hand, it's two points. So you know it's like the the margins are very 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 fine at the minute. But I don't know. I don't know. It's it's mad. It was just absolutely mad. Like and full credit to Villa and Villa fans yes. and the team and the way it was laid out. Ollie Watkins looks fantastic. They took a big gamble on that money. And I know it's it is still one game, but it's one unbelievable result that demands you step up and pay attention to it and pay it credence. And Ollie Watkins scoring a first half hat trick. A first half per- perfect hat trick. Was it a perfect hat trick? I didn't even notice left, that. Left foot, oh, right foot, left head right and head. Again in thirty nine minutes in the first half against the champions. It, insane, absolutely insane. Um, full credit to to what they're doing there. It's it's almost a shame, I think, of Villa fans that you look at that score and like you still only get three points for it. Like <laughs> yeah, you did, for, for doing for putting, well, they didn't get to the eighth goal, Chuck. They well, didn't get to the eighth goal. Eighth goal would have been two two wins, but you know you know what I mean. Like they get they get three points for putting seven past Liverpool, and Wolves get three points for putting one past Fulham. Like it doesn't. There is no real cosmic justice in the world, guys, and chaos still exists for that reason. Hey, this is a dangerous road for you, my friend. Dangerous road, because that's how you end up saying, oh, we should just sort the table by expected goal difference and give out the title that way. So, watch. No. (laughs) Tread tread lightly, sir. Points points is points. (laughs) Oh, man. I have a growing sense that this season is going to be defined by injuries, and that that's going to be the thing that ends up having... If not fully determining the t- the title, because obviously it won't, but having a significantly outsized effect compared to most years because of the insane fixture congestion, the fact that they're trying to do these extra competitions, all this crazy shit that's going on, right? Like teams are playing twice a week, basically the whole season, mm. especially teams in Europe. It's a fucking nightmare. I'm worried about it with Chelsea. And so, you know, we look at Chelsea's first couple of weeks and the weird results and the bad performances or the weird performances we look at City and they've been struggling without Aguero and Jesus. We look at Liverpool without Mane and Allison. Although Aguero back in training today. Is it? Yes. I'm, but mm. I mean like so far this season, City have struggled without those guys. And I think that squad depth and a bit of luck with injuries and not having three superstar players injured at the same time instead of like one to another one to another one back to back to back is going to be a huge fucking thing. It's a huge thing at play that I think is much more than usual. Just because of like how insane everything is with the schedule, and that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, no. Yeah, it's absolutely true. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens, especially with the other competitions that have come in thick and fast. The Carabao Cup is already at the quarterfinal. Is it? It's really? Yeah, it's at the quarterfinal. Um, next next round is the quarterfinal. 
Um, the international break is going to have three fixtures in it because that makes sense, um, both in terms of fixture congestion and Oof. exposure, f- a fucking pandemic. Um, yeah, exactly. In which you know some players have got injuries now, like Raheem Sterling, smart fucking man. Um, stay at home. Stay at home. Don't go play. Insert whoever England are playing here. Don't care. Uh, but Calvert Lewin gets a call up. Saka gets a call up. Like a few good ones in there. Um, that that well deserved at least on that side. However, it just shouldn't be. It just shouldn't happening. be happening. It just yeah, yeah not really be shouldn't. Oh yeah, not God. to take anything away from you guys. Sorry, but um, oh, gentlemen, sorry to interrupt, but breaking news. Hor- horrible breaking news for deadline day. Westham have released Jack Wilshire from his contract by mutual consent. The tragedies will not end. <laughs> Poor well, Jack that's, Wilshire. That's Westham's uh, season derailed. Yeah. How will the treatment table cope? <laughs> <laughs> Three physios are out of work now. Forget Gunnosaurus. Yeah. Yeah. West Ham physios are out of work. Yeah, oh, it's Westham. It's Westham. Uh, Sorry, Westham. You know, Gunnosaurus. Um, Arsenal are going to sign uh, Thomas Party for about two hundred and sixty grand a week. So, don't worry, yeah. your fee is being spent well. Oh, wow. We actually managed to get through all the fixtures. It only took an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. Uh, so Rapid fire fixture. <laughs> no time for FPL. Uh, no time. There is always uh, time for FPL. I bet I can there. guess what the result was in your head-to-head based on that. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. Uh, fantasy football is very so weird this year. <laughs> it is. It yeah, is. it is. I mean, we, you know, Ian won this week. Um, yes, I did. Ian did win. Uh, oh, you had seventy. Oh, you had Salah captain. Yeah, of course. Seventy-seven points. Seventy-six. Seventy-six points. <laughs> Fucking hell! Yeah, that's yeah. insane. How did you mm. get seventy-six points this week? Uh, just scaling that, isn't it? Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're still we're still even in the league. By the way, it's two two wins. Yeah, that's that's the, that's the joy of a head to head, isn't yeah. it? The uh, the fact that. I mean, I you you picked to do absolute, this. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I enjoy you head-to-head. It. You, it's your idea. So. I, I enjoy head-to-head. But yes, I, I am doing better points-wise. That's the tiebreaker. But yeah, um, the head-to-head is, is still even. Uh, that's true. Salah captain. Salah was pr- practically the only captain choice that came off, really. Mm. Uh, people had, obviously, KDB, Jimenez. You had Jimenez, didn't you? Which yeah, didn't look did. like a bad choice. I mean, fucking hell. Wol- Wolves were toothless against Fulham. It was no, but there were really so many good poor. choices on paper here. Like, yeah. I had Vardy in my team. Um, I had Calvert-Lewin, who's been in good form. I had Kevin De Bruyne. Um, Timo. There were a lot of people captaining Timo. No, they weren't. Everyone's transferred him out, mate. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's already gone from mine. I've already made that transfer. <laughs> yeah, long time. Um, I had Everton playing Brighton. Like, I had loads of good ones. And then you just think, right, Fulham are the worst team in the league. Wolves are good. And uh, Jimenez scores goals. No, no. Yeah, no. yeah. I think they were missing the beefy boy quite a bit, though. Yeah, do you think? Because yeah, he actually Finley was absolutely fuming because he had Basuma on the bench who scored that beautiful uh, chested volley. Mm. And um, if Traore hadn't come on, he'd have got those nine points off the bench. It's so that's something with FPL where you watch a game so negatively that like Finley was watching that Wolves Fulham game just going. Don't bring Traore on. Just fucking don't bring him on. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, he was like at one point Traore was um, uh, warming up, 
and then uh, Wolves got an injury. I can't remember who it was, and the the plan changed. And he was he was celebrating like a goal had happened because fucking the beefy boy wasn't coming on. And then like about eighty five minutes, he brought him on anyway. So I was just like absolutely rinsing a ten year old ah right in his face. Ah, well, he deserves ah, it. Ah, um, but yeah, I think it is like I think we all need to strip back what we do of our FPL team and not try and be too complicated and just look at what teams are doing good and put them players what are doing good in our teams. So are you saying this is not a good year to use stats I and models say, to pick your team? I would say, <laughs> bearing in mind the complete outlier nature of this season, it's probably the worst time to <laughs> ever base team decisions fully on uh, historical stats. So let, let's just explain the situation here because we believe do it we or not, to? we're still picking up new listeners. Well, I don't know. You say, you say, do we have to? You also have said it's not your team, so... No, but they are my models and, it, and that does put a little shame on me at least. I'm, I'm not feeling great. I'm not feeling great. <laughs> Oscar, um, is our, so, yeah. Oscar is our stats man and he has taken control of the podcast team this year. And the community it, team. And based it on... The stats only. So the problem is, of course, that we've only had a few games. How did the stats stats robot team perform this week, Oscar? Uh, there were players that played. Mm. Some. Well, I'll mm. tell you what, that's a tick, <laughs> first of all. Although I have just looked at your bench and Jordan Henderson's there. <laughs> uh, yeah, we might be wildcarding this week. I don't know. We'll Matt, see. Matt Doherty we'll see. didn't play. Let's, brass tacks, did you get a return? A single return. Uh, there are points that the team got. No, no, no. <laughs> 17. Fine, I'll just fucking say it. 17, 17. for the week. The defense got a collective zero. Because <laughs> I had a zero, a one, and a negative one. Thanks, Trent. Um, uh-huh. And then not a single person returned. Two, two, four, two, 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 zero, 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 one, negative one. Yeah. And one. Yeah. <laughs> That's including the bench. <laughs> no points. Yeah. That's yeah. So Wildcarding not, not a not off to a great start with the stats robots, but <laughs> the uh the spreadsheet will be getting a decent update next week though, because five game weeks is where I really start bringing in this season's data. Because it doesn't really make sense to do it for three game weeks. Um okay. so we'll see, we'll see. I'm probably gonna wildcard. We'll we'll put it to a poll. If you want to get involved in any of that, patreon.com slash miles pod. <laughs> Um, yeah, where you can get all sorts of uh, extra FPL stuff and stats and all sorts of stuff. But uh, yeah, go th- go there, do that. And speaking of uh, useless stats-based stuff that no one does well in uh, the Predictor League, uh, I'm not going to do a full team rundown, um, but I just wanted to give a notable shout out uh, to because I know he's listening, I know he loves it. Uh, Finley Stimson, number one. No way, is he really? After four game weeks, uh, he is top with 90 90 points. Oh, please tell me I finally broke the 100 mark. I don't care about anyone else, but did I finally break the 100 mark? Oscar, 26 out of 33 (laughs) people are over 100. Yeah, Yeah, come on. Uh, For the new listeners, having a lot of points is bad. Zero is a perfect table many bad um oscar you're second last with 120 i'm taking that to mean that i'm gonna be probably the winner at the end of the season and finley's gonna come in last place because it's pretty much upside down it's yeah, interesting because true. you probably base your selections on stats 
Correct. And uh, yes. Gina, my uh, better half, based her se- uh, selections purely based on where the teams finished last year. And you two are both propping up the table and she's on 126 <laughs> points. There you go. So uh, she was asking me to say where she was because uh, she was top uh, like the first week. And yeah, <laughs> and within four weeks. It's plummeting. Yeah. Not so good. So I'll run through it a bit more next week. But needless to say, it's pretty useless at this point. As on average, we all have player teams five places wrong. <laughs> so... As we mentioned a few times before, it is the beloved international break. Yay! Yeah. Uh, COVID break. Um, <laughs> so we'll be taking the fixtures next week because who knows if they're actually going to go ahead. Um, but what we will do is further to what we've been saying before, is do a bit more of a deep dive uh, into what has happened this season. Compare it with uh, Project Restart, how last season started, and as well some of the other leagues around Europe to kind of get a bit more info on like the XG, expected points, and who is actually performing as they should, who is just a complete outlier in a minute, and maybe give you guys a few ideas for your FBL teams within that as well. Ooh. So, thank you very much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. It has been <coughs> an absolute <coughs> pleasure uh, as no, ever. Uh, no, no, what? I'm going to have to... Why? Um, I have a surprise for you boys. <gasps> is it a penis? Oh, no, sorry. Um, That's for after we finish away. recording. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Yeah. Same it as every is... week. The return of the bluff. A million rap air horn sounds. So, for those of you that don't know, Chuck can finish outroing the pod and we'll say goodbye later, but I'm springing this on them. Um, when we were in lockdown and we were finding all sorts of weird ways to keep content and keep going because there was no soccer, uh, one of the things that we did, and it, it was very popular with the seven people who were still listening. By far, our most popular episodes. <laughs> the buffer mm. ones where we didn't talk really? about football <laughs> we just did those yeah absolutely <laughs> makes sense okay um for new listeners that don't know i'll explain to you how this works and maybe this will be something that we can do weekly at the end of the episodes and keep a running tally over the course of the season this one won't count because i'm surprising you guys with it but how it works is i will say a category and how many things exist in that category so for example when we did it earlier i said beatles songs and I asked. Ian instantly went 31. <laughs> I did an instant. <laughs> Your first bid was 30. Oh, was it? Um, yeah. And then you, the two people playing, because I'm the host at this point, go back and forth saying how many they think they can name. And eventually someone says, fine, I call your bluff. Go ahead and name 31 Beatles songs. And if the person names all 31, they get the point. If they don't, they lose. So I will open with a question, gentlemen. There are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 players who are in the Team of the Week on FPL. Oh. Game Week 4, Team of the Week, combined total of 181 points. How many of the 11 top scoring by position? Yeah. I guess. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the, the, king yeah, of the yeah. kings no, of the Game no, Week no, start. You, you, can... you don't need to keep going. We know. Okay. Uh, Chuck, how many can you name out of 11? Four. Five. Oh, six. Six, 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 six. I'll go seven. Ooh. Now I'm trying We're to work more out than halfway now. how many of them Ian probably owned <laughs> based on his 76, 76 point on week. the game week. Uh, you said seven. Uh, I can't do eight. I don't think I could do eight because I'd mess up once I get to like defenders. So I'll leave that one for you, Ian. Seven. Name them. Shit. 
Seven. All right, um, Mr. Simpson. Seven out of I'm these so eleven glad players. I was punting with six. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll... There's five. I know. All right. So you've got to look at uh, the 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 big games. So there okay, was. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, Grealish. That's one. And Watkins. That's two. Um, I had Rodriguez, and That's I three. was very happy with him. Okay. Good. Uh, and Son. That's four, so you need three more. And Kane. Five, two more. Jorginho scored two penalties. Are you oh, saying his name or not? Uh, very, Jorginho. Very good. Yep. Yes, Jorginho six. Good. And, mm, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, McCar- M- M- what's the Southampton goalkeeper? McCarthy. McCarthy, very good. Very good. That is seven. Uh, you missed Chilwell. Oh, yeah. Goal assist clean sheet, Cresswell, Zuma, and (laughs) that's right, Aaron Cresswell. Remember him? Uh, Mm. And one of the Wilsons, whichever one's on Newcastle. Callum. Callum. Oh, yeah. The truth, as uh, always cheating would call him. Very good. So not point because we're not counting this one to Mr. (laughs) Simpson, but definitely good. Uh, If it comes down to a tiebreaker, I will arbitrarily decide to give an extra point to Ian at the end of the season. So... (laughs) We're with it on that. And on that what? note, thank you for joining us. <laughs> oh, you know it. how this works. Yeah. I'm still mad you guys took my actual title away from me. That was the most confusing ending. Anyway, thank you for joining us. Uh, Chuck, what do yeah. you do with this? Yeah, Goodbye. you can't do it, can you? I don't know. I do the intro. What do I, what do I know? What do I know? Thank you very much to uh, producer and girlfriend have a Nate Whittam. <laughs> Congratulations, uh, thank you for supporting us, mate. Uh, join us at patreon.com forward slash miles offside pod. Uh, you can get all sorts of goodies and bonuses on there and join us on the Slack uh, with the rest of our reprobates and in the caravan of chaos. Thank you very much, Oscar. Chelsea for the title, baby. Yeah, not happening. Ian, sing us out. I'm out.